0: awkward dudes <laughs> let's do it let's do the, where's the volume? let's do the thing
1: you got it there all it. right this is the okest hunter podcast never pass on shooter bucks if that's just me in the freezer it's your tag you hunt how you want this is okest hunter Gotta do the some people. clap on. Do the thing. Do the thing. I could do it
0: like this. Couple claps. Really the get it going. Welcome to the OK Center Podcast. Coming at you from Oconomowoc, Wisconsin tonight. Greg is finally back in studio. It's good to see your face. Ah, your it's good beard.
1: to not be sick.
0: Look at you. You're here. I can. You're here, not on a screen. I can punch you in the face if I want to.
1: I mean, I would I never can punch you in the that. face, <laughs> but I won't.
0: About your face. I just want to punch it
1: Thanks. <laughs> face only a mother could love
0: you got a face for radio face son. for
1: radio buddy I tell you you got it
0: well uh i don't know where i am i don't know what to well, talk about.
1: in your basement <laughs> wisconsin it is nice out hey 52 degrees sunny today it's been a busy feels day. like march weather
0: this is my second podcast of the day i have another one after this three stacked in tonight
1: wow you are a busy fella
0: So forgive me if I trip over any words. I got got the bourbon this time around to help uh, me This should help you out with that. Red Bull on the last one. Uh, We'll see see what I look like uh, in a couple hours from now. But we are brought to you by Half Rack. So go to half-rack.com. Use code OHP. Um, They have some some fun new products hitting the market. I mean, if you look in the studio, if you ever watch on YouTube or live, we got the hunter hangers all over this place uh, holding up you know microphones and headsets and saddles and bows we got it holding up the bear bow there with the new bear sign that's kind of neat addition i finally found a good way to stick that thing to the wall so it wouldn't fall nice uh it took me two days to figure that out got some command tape that's a thing i got a rack hub thing over here behind you you can pop that antler off keep it on twist around move it about it's a really neat display from rack hub one of our newer partners that we just added on um good way to Showcase your memories or show off your sheds and keep them in every room of your house without your wife getting mad that there's eyeballs staring at her from some (laughs) stuffed animal. (laughs) But it's not to diminish the stuffed animals. Obviously, we love those as well. We got a couple of them in here, but, you know, it's nice to have options and budget-friendly ones at that. So pretty neat there. And Spartan Forge, boy, oh, boy, I don't know if you watched or saw what they did at NWTF, but they they were showing off a new feature, a chat bot that's coming down the pike, and it is impressive. So... Be sure to jump on their platform. You get 20% off. Uh, use code OHP. You have to do it from a website first, SpartanForge.ai. And then when you go to the app, you can you know, take advantage of that. It's free to download, free to use. Obviously, you want to pay the subscription. You're going to get more bang for your buck and get more out of it. So definitely check it out. Same thing Rack Hub. Use code OHP if you want to save some money on. we got a couple other versions here. Greg's going to try out, and Derek's going to try out. So the one I have on the wall behind Greg is just a single antler one. Which
1: is that means more. I actually have to find shots.
0: Yeah, you better, man.
1: I might actually mean I have to get out this year and look for some.
0: Derek's finding them, so.
1: Well, oh, Derek, that's second nature. That's like telling him to drink water, <laughs> find sheds. Oh, I found okay, a shed. no oh, problem. Look,
0: another shed. Oh, a piece of candy. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
1: look, a piece of candy. Pretty much. That mm-hmm. crazy
0: guy. Uh, what else? I don't. I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, so we're gonna be at the Wisconsin Dells Open Season Sportsman's Show, uh, March 22nd to the 24th, Booth 1718, I think. Wow. I'm surprised that just all came to my memory like that uh greg won't be there because he's a bitch i'm just kidding whatever and derek won't be there because he's
1: (laughs) (laughs) we're just going on vacation without you and you're a little pissed off about it you know what's sad is like you got a little sand in your shorts about it it's
0: everyone else that's like they don't care about Eric. They care about <sighs> Greg and Derek. So they're like, where's Greg? See, where's and Derek? here's and like, the guilt trip. And I'm like, we go. oh, sorry, they're not here, guys. Is You're that all stuck you got? stupid me.
1: Your shit is weak.
0: I'm not mad. What I'm else have you mad? got? They're mad. Y'all are mad, What right? else have
1: you got? No, uh, nobody's mad. I, I mean, I'm not mad that I have to sit in 70 to 80 degree weather in the sun with a beer in my <laughs> hand. I'm really not mad. Fish. Yeah, fishing nice. in the Gulf of Mexico, I'm really not mad about that.
0: I'll be in a trade room with beer in hand talking to people about <sighs> deer hunting.
1: Just don't get sick again, okay?
0: Yeah, that sucks. I, ro- I rode home with a fever. That was terrible. That was awful. Hopefully, that won't be a thing. But uh, I think that's all the stuff. Oh, oh yeah. Actually, no. So latitude. Um, if you look at the screen, they have a new logo. Uh, it's in, it's really small, but you can see it. And they, boy, the products coming down the pike from those guys, y'all are gonna just drool all sides of your mouth. Oh yeah. Um, I'll I'll leave it, be. Because uh, like certain things can't be announced just yet, I don't think. But their knee pads, uh, they—I know you have a pair. They—they they remod, they modified them. So now there's two parts to it. So when you walk, it jostles, mm-hmm. so it doesn't, you know, stay stiff on your knee. Uh, the way that you strap it on your knee, they don't clink clink any longer. It's like
1: I didn't think mine made a whole lot. I mean, I didn't, ha- I never had any issues with mine. Some so people
0: must have complained, and they listened, and then there's double the padding, and huh. they're. Uh, there's some other features here, too, that I was looking at uh, and talking them about before I recorded the show here for recording. And now I'm forgetting some of them, but uh, lots of new benefits into just some some simple product like a knee pad. And I use some cheap, shitty store bought ones from, like, you know, Home Depot or something. And I hate them. <laughs> 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 they're not good. Those.
1: I'm yeah, they're <laughs> not that good.
0: And you use the, the Latitude ones, and I think you've enjoyed them. I'm probably going to get myself the new the new mod the new version and uh be a bit more comfortable in the tree this year and and silent the ones i have been running from the store are just velcro which is terrible i don't recommend that but we do have a guest with us today um nick how you doing
2: i'm good i'm getting blasted in the face with sunshine here yeah, it's, just, um, it's not a bad yeah. problem <laughs>
0: it's just pouring out you're getting some vitamin d during this podcast that's yeah. good. That's fun. Well, Nick Castro with Land Trust, um, you've been on long, long ago when we were where to hunt, I believe, which would have been like. Yep. I was
1: gonna well, say I believe we talked to maybe
0: or twenty eighteen
2: somewhere. Yeah. There. Would have been nineteen ish. I think I I started Land Trust in nineteen, so it must have been like right, basically right then. Oh wow, you started in nineteen.
0: So what's mm-hmm. I guess walk us through. You're in Montana, but walk us through what's, how did it start and how has it evolved? What's changed since then?
2: uh, more people actually know about us. So that's a good thing. Um, Mm -hmm. but you know, uh, you guys have messed around with businesses and getting them going and taking something from an idea to, you know, actually putting stuff out there. So yeah, it's been a journey for sure. I think, uh, you know, the vision hasn't changed a lot. It's opening up access to private lands for hunting, fishing, other outdoor activities, um, through a marketplace. So that's kind of always stayed the same, but Certainly, uh, uh, you know, we've grown to about a million and a half acres in 40 states. And, you know, we're just working hard every day to make sure we create a lot of opportunity for both our landowners and sportsmen who use us.
0: There were a lot of people launching products like yours in that early in those early days of like the 2018, 2019. I think a lot of them have disappeared. And I understand that some of them may have disappeared because of the insurance coverage or, like, economics or model that surrounded that, and uh, you've you've uh, stayed. You've lasted. You've overcome. Like, I think when I talked to you back in 2019, you were doing a lot more with, like, ranchers. Yeah. Um, and maybe that was a more sustainable model to help you. Like, you need money from one entity of the business to build another. It's really interesting, because yep. you almost have to rob your cash flow or starve your cash flow from one entity, and then place a bet on the table to pop it into another to see if it'll grow and and it's like you're placing all these bets to see what'll happen and um it's really interesting i'm curious to hear more about how you've progressed and like you have a few properties here in wisconsin uh you have a few in the midwest like that's where we are based out of obviously Mm -hmm. are there states you're stronger in from like a hunt perspective or like maybe talk about some of the trips that people book
2: Yeah, for sure. So we're headquartered up here in Montana. Um, so, you know, we've definitely have, I think Montana's probably the highest density of kind of properties on land trust right now, but Montana, Nebraska, Kansas, North Dakota, uh, Missouri, Iowa are all pretty strong for us. Um, I just got back from NWTF. We were talking about before we hopped on here and, and I'm excited about the South and the Southeast. I think there's just so much opportunity. It was incredible how many landowners that I feel like half my conversations there were with landowners who were all like, yeah, we're looking for stuff like this to do with our with our ground. Um, so definitely a strong concentration up, you know, and we're, we're moving to that south, you know, the Midwest, south, southeast um, as we speak. But uh, it, you know, takes a lot of effort and it's, it's you know, there were definitely have been a lot of companies who've come around, tried to do versions of what we're doing here. Um, a lot of them end up focusing on outfitters and guides um, for, you know, one reason or another. We've really focused on the landowner aspect and you're, you're totally right. Farmers and ranchers, so owner-operator farmers and ranchers is really our sweet spot. Um, they, uh, they're they running businesses and so we understand motivations. I think we know them very well now at this point. Um, we've talked to and worked with, you know, thousands of them getting to this place. so you know, we've tried all sorts of different landowners and, you know, marketplaces are really interesting, very difficult things to get going. Um, and they have these seasons in them where, you know, some things work and some don't, there's some stuff we are doing now that works really well for us that we tried in like, you know, month six or month 12, it just doesn't, um, for one reason or another. So it's been really interesting to kind of like observe how these things go. And then we're just also fortunate, um, that we started when we started like there's some technology stuff you know rural internet cell coverage familiarity with marketplaces and sharing economy platforms like airbnb vrbo that i mean i was i've been messaging with one of the founder of a company that was trying to do this in 2015 and it just didn't work and i don't think that's it was too early honestly i mean the sharing economy stuff was not you know as commonplace as it is today like i said smartphone adoption on farm ranch in rural areas wasn't where it is so there's a lot of this stuff it's just timing you know it's not uh you know i'm i'm doing something better or worse sometimes you just catch a wave you know do
0: you remember how weird it felt when uber launched And you're like what do you mean you're gonna get in some dude's car <laughs> it just felt oh, yeah. so weird and now it's like well yeah i can see their picture they've been background checked like i would feel weirder getting in a taxi cab now than an uber but that wasn't the case when it launched the same thing with a Vrbo or a, a, you know, like Greg, I know yep. you're going to Florida. You're staying at a an Airbnb or a VRBO or something, well, right? Well, to
1: be fair, VRBOs have gotten worse over the years. And there's a few other of those types of situations, you know, where it's vacation, rent by owner type stuff. They're not doing as good of a job of vetting. So we found that going oh. through either rental agencies in the local area that mm-hmm. know all the homeowners or property owners or, um, most of the time, they're realtors, and that's kind of a side gig for them is also being able to vet people, the renters yep. and and the owners, to be able to go, yep, these people are cool. Go ahead and rent to them. And we've had much better luck that way versus VRBO.
0: I'm just thinking about like how weird it was. Oh, yeah. Like, what do you mean I'm going to go stay in someone's house? Or, like, I'm going to let someone else yep. stay in my mm-hmm. house to earn an income. Yep. It just the conceptually was not something that made a lot of sense. And so this concept of like, I'm going to let someone recreate on my land, whether that's to hunt, bird watch, you know, I'm sure there's different types of recreating. Maybe it's, you know, biking oh yeah. or, or what have you, or even just an easement or an access to, to water access or things like, do you, do you find it's easier now to s- kind of like sell to those landowners because they've, they've seen these other things in the marketplace like a Verbo or a Airbnb or like, are they like Greg saying like, well. Those things suck. They don't do a good job vetting. Like, how are you going to control the people that are on my property? Or how are you addressing some of those concerns for the... Because we have probably have landowners listening just as much as... I'm thinking from the access standpoint of, like, being a hunter. Mm -hmm. But there's the other side of the the equation as well.
2: Yeah, I mean, definitely uh, those platforms, Airbnb, VRBO... I still say VRBO. I know I'm not supposed to say that. But, um, (laughs) uh, you know, uh, Outdoorsy, any of these kind of marketplaces have definitely become ubiquitous in society, um, even in very, I mean, land trust is a very rural company, because all our supply is rural. Um, so that has absolutely paved the way for us, for sure. Uh, like I said, guys who'd probably tried this company or versions of this company in 2015, 2016, 2017 would have had a, a lot to do, you know, it was a lot harder. Um, we haven't had you know that concern there because at the end of the day our landowners are always in control they're the ones who say yes or no to anybody that makes requests so uh they do a lot of their own vetting they'll talk to them on the phone like we don't try to stop them i don't know if you guys have used airbnb they'll like block out uh, phone numbers they don't want their hosts and guests talking to each other on the phone we very much encourage encourage it um, because at the end of the day this is not just someone's like spare bedroom in an apartment downtown this is like they're home and their work this is where they live uh you know live and work it's their legacy so it's it's a lot more serious
1: yeah they're seeing these people come and go on their property and it sure would be nice to know to put a face to a name and you know i'd be able to identify vehicles coming and going
2: yeah
0: yeah the um the other point i was gonna make there i guess i got distracted because someone said we have an audio issue on one of the platforms on tiktok but oh well sorry tiktok um (laughs) I, i wonder about like this might be controversial, and I don't, and I don't want to make it controversial. Per sure. se, But I think there's some controversy around R three reactivate, retain, and recruit as this model to bring hunters in. Uh, older age class is aging out of hunting. There's concern that yep. you know it's harder to, if if that continues to age out because there's more baby boomers than you know Z years or whatever, and people are becoming I don't know not less interested in hunting, but there's less of a way to become interested in hunting because of gaming and virtual reality and all of those things from the younger generations. Um, There's this narrative of like, well, no, we don't want to continue to bring more people into the fold. We don't have a problem with people aging out. And uh, the real problem is actually access. I think access is definitely one of the problems. Hunting has become quite crowded, but there's arguments there. I'm not trying to land on one of those. I want to talk to you more about you're mm-hmm. solving a bit of the access problem because either you have enough money to go in and buy property. You could go on and on a lease with some pals or relatives or bu- on your own, um, or you could hunt public and some people do some or both or all three or just one. Right. I know a lot of private land owners, guys that they don't want to burn up their private property until it's rut And they know their target buck is, you know, roaming. So they go, you know, galvanize around on public because, like, who cares? It's public, which is fine. And then there's guys like me that only hunt public, but sometimes I get public or uh, what am I trying to say? Public access to private property, whether that's permission from a landowner. Uh, I don't do door knocking, some people do, or it's a conservation property or conservancy property where I'm putting in for a draw and I get access, and that limits the number of folks that are in there. So, you know, with access being uh, Bowhunter Planet just commented: Access is an issue. Always, um,
1: is. always will be. Yep.
0: And it's an yep. issue for a number of reasons. If you are never hunted ever, like it's hard to even know where you can go or how to go about it or if it's crowded or what have you. But I think you're creating yet another. So there's three, right? Private, lease, public. Those are, those have been the three things. Now we have a fourth. Companies like yours that create this an additional option where I could do what what I would call like you know the dailies. I can go hunt. This weekend, so to speak, on a property for some, you know, affordable fee because I'm not leasing for the whole season. Um, That's kind of nice. We
1: need to get into that a little bit. Like, what's affordable? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, affordable might be 150 bucks or 200 bucks or something, not thousands of dollars for a season. Now, maybe that price goes up if it is like a mecca, like Buffalo County versus, sure, you know, Waukesha where we are, uh, or Jefferson, but. Do you, do you hear that narrative about access and like, how do you, I mean, you clearly just seem to naturally fit into it, but I just wonder if you have a, um, a POV
1: on it.
2: Yeah, for sure. By the way, I, I scooted back. So I'm not like, yeah, that's all right. In sunlight. So sorry about that. Yeah, starting uh, to get a sunburn yeah, look,
1: on your e- side of the face. So.
2: <laughs> yeah. We had a 50 degree day here.
1: Um,
2: yeah. We kind of refer to this as DIY act, uh, DIY, DIY private. Right. So it's, um, it is, it's as little as a day. Um, it makes it like, I don't have enough money to own ground specifically to go hunt. I don't have enough money to lease ground to go hunt. Um, but I could pay for a couple of days here and there, uh, for something that I'm going to use. And so I think a majority of the market, uh, is probably in, in, in that like, you know, owning ground to hunt is a very small percentage and I'm, I'm envious, like hopefully one day I can. Um, and a lot of people, you know, leasing ground, like if you wanted to go, you know, Hunt turkeys in Missouri, it doesn't make a lot of sense for you guys to lease an entire property for the entire season because you'll go for like three days, five days. It's like, all right, well. Um, but, you know, Land Trust makes it really easy, especially for non resident, you know, people who are going to travel to other states. Yeah, you mentioned door knocking. That's still uh, absolutely an opportunity. It's pretty low conversion rate, I feel like. Um, cool. And a lot of guys, I mean, look, guys, I got, Uh, three young daughters, four and under, I got, you know, a wife, I got a company. I don't get a ton of days in the field. And when I do, I certainly don't want to spend them knocking on people's doors and getting said no, you know, eight, eight, nine, nine times out of 10. So, you know, and the other piece for me is public is an awesome resource and we have a lot of it out here in the West. Um, But, you know, those, the the, the precious time that I do have to go outdoors, like I, uh, the enjoyment for the outdoors for me personally is just being disconnected. I'm sure you guys feel it all the time. Like you're on your phone right before trying to grind through some work. Like it's just, it just is what it is. So I go outdoors to be in nature, unplugged, you know, leave all that stuff at home and at the office and either by myself or with my friends or whoever I'm with. And I don't really want to go to a trailhead with 30 trucks. It's just not like that's stressful to me. And it just, it kind of defeats the purpose of me going outdoors, you know, and, and by the way, I'm not some like big butt killer at all. Uh so I just I go outdoors cuz it's fun. I like to I like to do it all. Um Yeah, so we definitely fall in the spectrum. I think there it's awesome public land is amazing and like I said in the west we have a lot more of it than most of the country. Like a, a majority of the public land is is in the Rocky Mountain West. Um but uh there's that there's government programs like block, WEHA, WMAs, all that stuff. That's all great. The government's trying to incentivize private landowners for access um then we kind of fall in that you know private market space so access really is going to be kind of a three-legged stool there's going to be the government there's going to be the nonprofits, so guys like pheasants forever and they do work and you know habitat work on private land and in order to do that they require public access that's great um, and then there's gonna be the private market which is stuff like land trust my belief is that you'll get, just like in most other categories, you'll get most of the scale out of the private markets. But the government and the nonprofits, non-government uh, organizations play a big role.
0: Yeah. Well, and, I don't know, being a, like, if you own land or, or what have you, you could, it, I don't mean to speak of it in a way that, like, would say, well, if you're private, if you already own private land, you're already on a lease, you could also still do what, you could still join land trust um, from an access standpoint. Like, you could, Maybe there, it's in a pro, an area where, like, you know that there's good buck density or whatever you're after. Like, oh, well, shit, I can go hunt this piece. There's something really special about being on property and knowing you kind of have it to yourself or do yes. have it to yourself. That's a different feeling than being on public and going, I might bump into someone. Like, if you're on a private piece and you know, you know, uh, for the most part, like, assuming no one's trespassing, you're the only one there. It's pretty, it's like, oh, I got some room. It's like getting on a plane it's, and like, hey, it's they, fun, they man. didn't fill this thing <laughs> to the gills. Like, I, I could pick a different seat and it's, this feels nice. I can stretch out. I can put my leg in the aisle or I can sit in the window. Like, it just feels different when you have it to yourself. And I think that all in of itself is a really attractive feature of, of you know, land trust. Um, but I'd like to hear, Yeah, I'd like to hear kind of what's the roadmap for you. I don't know what you're, I mean, you're you're the bottom line here. You're the CEO. I don't know what you can or can't share in terms of like what you might want to let a cat out of a bag, but are there things on the on the roadmap that would be helpful for hunters in addition to access? Are there other things you're baking into the to the app or to the program?
2: Sure. Yeah, look, we're gonna have some cool things coming out this year. Um, you know for for listeners out there who haven't used Land Trust before, I mean it's 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 a very familiar platform. Like if you've used an Airbnb, a VRBO, et cetera. It'll feel familiar, right? You can search by species, by state, by locations. You can look at listings and photos, and you know, read about descriptions and amenities the property has, lodging that the property might have, all that stuff, and see pricing. And you can book with a credit card. We just rolled out buy now, pay later last week, so now you can book trips and pay for them over time if you'd like to. We have a lot of people who want to book big trips, um, you know, maybe a year from now, and it's it's nice for them to be able to say, "Cool, I'll you know, I'd like to book that now and pay later." trip insurance so we want to make it a really modern uh experience we are going to be rolling out a uh probably actually the first podcast i talked about this one we're going to roll out a premium subscription uh in march so when in march tbd but probably later in march um and so that's for for it'll, we'll, you know it'll, i think it's we're going to call it land trust plus and it's going to be a, a pretty cool thing you're going to be able to follow properties like we have game cams i mean we have know hundreds of game cams all over the country on our, on our properties and so we looked at kind of like a feature set of like hey what do we as employees at land trust what are these cool benefits that we have that no one else has which is we hear from all the landowners you know we see game cam photos as they stream in because there are accounts all that stuff um we know when imp- new like awesome properties are coming on the platform so we have all these uh kind of like insider things um so we're going to start to productize that and allow people to follow properties. They'll be able to see, you know, game cam photos are updated or landowners uh, posting updates like, hey, I was just out in the field on the tractor today. I saw like five groups of turkeys over, you know, in the corner or whatever, just kind of like more of a feed. they um, will have some early access. So, you know, it might be, you know, X amount of days uh, when a property, a new property comes on the platform, you know, Land Trust Plus members uh, will have access to that. Um, but yeah, we're going to roll a handful of features out like that. You know, our product roadmap is robust. Uh, our engineering team is, is doing a good job. But, yeah, we want to make sure that we're giving people the most confidence to book, um, you know, to book properties, whether it's near their place. Like, I'm, I'm literally looking out the window at a couple of our properties here along the Gallatin. Um, or if it's something they're looking at across the country and to feel confident um, to make those bookings.
0: Well, to speak to, like, something across the country as it relates, like, tri- mm-hmm. planning a trip to travel has a level of stress just inherently sure. in it because there's some unknowns and that's part of the excitement of traveling and, and so forth. But um, adding in hunting is a different component. Like how am I going to get my weapon of choice there, whether it's rifle or bow? Uh, what about tags? Like if I'm going to go hunt Colorado, like I got to put into a, ta- there's like a number of prerequisite things that have to fall into place for it to then get booked. Like I need to make sure I have my tag. I need to make sure like I can get my stuff there. I need to make sure there's like, do, do you, How have you dealt? How's your platform dealt with people doing more like I've been very nucleus about this conversation so far? I've been very selfish about like, oh, other properties in Wisconsin, can I go hunt them for you know a good fee? And is there any that's what we call like the
2: local spot, just like in our parlance, we call those like the local spots, and then we have like the hunting vacations, which is what we're talking about now,
0: yeah. And and that's a different narrative, I think. So, if Greg and I are going to plan an elk hunting trip in Colorado for you know, for example, Mm -hmm. we got to get some OTC. OTC over yeah, the counter or the counter tag. Wow, my counter. Counter c- I said that wrong. when I was—I ro- keep surprising myself tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been that Red Bull on the other podcast. Um, but give me no, wings. Like if I if I put in a tag and I don't get it, like, and I've already booked my—it's not necessarily a stay. Maybe it is. I, I guess I should be asking. I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. If I book a trip through Land Trust for yep. a hunt, are there cases where I'm booking a stay and access? Of course, yeah. And if it's not a stay, do you provide like kind of like a kayak? Like, oh, you can also get your car and your book this and book that. Like, are you? Do you think you're? Do you Hotels. feel as though you're turning into something more that would provide um, amenities above and beyond that are cohesive with what you're offering?
2: Yeah, that's well, a great. It's it, it's a great question. So yes many so land trust is all about do-it-yourself access to private land for outdoor recreation hunting is like the by far the big activity for us but people are booking fishing shed hunting foraging farm and ranch experiences all sorts of stuff right um so it's about access to, to private land to do outdoor recreation now a lot of our properties do have lodging components so whether that be hey we'll allow you to you know tent camp on our place we'll allow you to pull an rv onto our place. Uh, we have a cabin, we have a full on house, like all that stuff. So there are, uh, there are, uh, you know, kind of a range of lodging capabilities and we are going to be doing some partnerships, you know, for wall tents and stuff like that. So for our properties that don't have, uh, any sort of lodging, like we can get, you know, lodging components on those places. Um, we are, that was another part of the uh, premium membership. We're going to roll out what we call tag insurance. So there's a lot of guys right now at this time of year who are trying to lock in, properties that they want to go hunt this next year but tags haven't been drawn you know let's say it's montana elk hunting uh you know they'll get drawn in april but they're like man i really want i want that place like i know i'm pretty sure i'm going to draw because i got my points and all that stuff so tag insurance will you know afford for a full refund if you do you know book today before the tags have been drawn and you just don't draw for whatever reason so then you look on you know it's funny you asked about the roadmap we are going to roll out kind of like a nationwide otc uh resource for people um it'll probably be a little bit later this year but it's it's a ton of work man uh, you're going through you're having to go through all these state fish and wildlife program pdfs essentially um so unfortunately ai is not super good at reading pdfs we've tried um uh, and, and basically listing out the actual over-the-counter opportunities. I mean, today, if you Google search OTC, you know, mule deer tags, you get a bunch of blog posts. It's not that helpful. It's, I guess, it kind of like, hey, you could do it in Nebraska, and you have to go and do all your own research. We're, you know, we're going to be productizing that into a resource that and anyone anyone can kind of access. Does, um, does that yeah.
0: compete with something like a hunt reminder? Or go are, hunt? would you be, like, I think, Hunter Miner has an API that's like public or like you could buy into mm-hmm. or get a key for. Um, I don't, there's, I think they've, from my understanding, they have kind of combed all that and made it an easy to, but it's more like here's when it is available. I don't know how robust yeah. of a solution they have, but I, I don't know of any, so you talk about like tag insurance. I don't mm. even want to get into, I I would, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, God bless your soul. I wouldn't want to I wouldn't want to like figure out the logistics of how to like to build that out. Good for you cuz I think there's a need and when there's a problem in a market like hey, you as a oh, business yeah? owner, you can provide a solution. But shit, that's a lot of work.
2: <laughs> Can't even Yeah, hey, imagine. it's all hey, this is all hard work for sure. There's there's no doubt about it. Um, you know. And, and yeah, look, there's and there's reasons we're building this stuff you know we represent uh, a supply and, and when you talk about hunting hunting is obviously regulated it's regulated at the state level so every state has their own regulations so we're not doing it necessarily like we like the go hunt guys a lot we talk to those guys i actually met the um hunt reminder uh founder at shot this year alex great guy yeah, yeah we're not we're not doing it to compete in any way we just need to do this to understand our own inventory so it's like hey we have a new ranch in montana or a farm in Missouri, or whatever, who has supply inventory. They wanna offer elk hunting or turkey hunting. We need to know what the regulations are for that because I need to understand what inventory I have so I can match demand to it. So it's really not like, I'm not doing like, oh, I wanna go compete with Go Hunt or Hunt Reminder. I'm just doing it because I need to understand my actual inventory and how we can match demand to it. The, The byproduct is, yeah, sure, I guess we might end up competing in those spaces, but it's not like an intentional thing, it's just like, yeah, it's well, natural. that's not like, a
0: bad thing either. And and for the record, oh, I, I, there's a saying that I fell in love with recently, that competition is for the bottom, collaboration is for the top.
2: And, yeah, totally. You know, there's plenty to go that's, that's, that's absolutely right. And like I said, we talked to GoHunt guys. Those guys are great guys. Um, they have a good product. They have really in-depth research. For us, it's more about unearthing um, over-the-counter opportunities. So you know, it's like, hey, there's a lot of people out there. We get so many calls. They want Someone just wants to come from Mississippi, Missouri, wherever, the Midwest, to come hunt elk in Montana. It's not that they need to kill a bull. They just want to go on the experience, like go to Montana and hunt elk. Now, it could be a cow. They'd be stoked on that. Well, there are over-the-counter cow opportunities that you do not have to draw. Um, where you And we have a bunch of properties that you could go do that on. So I need to be able to surface the fact that you can do this. It is over-the-counter. And here's like six properties you could do it. So that's why, you know, that's kind of the impetus of why we're doing this. Um, but, yeah. I think it's pretty cool. Like, I mean, that
0: would make you a destination for, for me going down that planning trip. If it's like, hey, I've, I have three kids under six. Uh, they're oh, all born in September. Yeah, so they're all September kids. So, like, eh, September? I might never <laughs> go on a bow elk hunt. I don't know. Maybe until they're yeah. older. I'm not sure. But if I were to plan it, I would I would certainly love some assurances like... Uh, I didn't get drawn. But if you say, like, there's some insurance on that or or what have you, like, maybe I can, you know, see those dollars come back my way. Yeah, put it in for next year. Cool. Like, what a great. I I don't know that there's anybody doing that. I mean, certainly, like you mentioned, it's not like ChatGP is going to figure it out for you. You got to go do the work.
2: No. Yeah, so we're going to do the work for you because it makes sense for our. Look, the entire outdoor economy, if you think about it, gear, licenses, um you know even service providers like guides outfitters it all i would argue content it all revolves around what going on trips land trust facilitates trips like we're a trips platform mm-hmm. so you know you think about you know gear and products and all that kind of stuff um it gets pretty interesting when i like know exactly what you booked right you booked a five day elk hunt in white sulfur montana uh, you know for opening week of rifle season well, I don't know. That's that's pretty interesting information. You probably, you know, you're from the Midwest. You might need a pack. You might need these different kinds of boots. You might need X, Y, and Z. Um, you know, do you need lodging? You can wall tent it. Hey, do you want a, a side-by-side? Hey, Polaris or someone like that. So it starts to get really interesting. You kind of asked about that earlier about like kayaks. Like, hey, do you need a rental car? Do you need X, Y, and yep. Z?
0: There you go, yeah.
2: For the hunt and outdoor rec space, it's it looks it's a little bit different, right? But it's the same kind of concept. We know you just book this thing. Here are a bunch of different things that you might want to have added on. You might have it already, but if you don't. Well, just like any guy, like I,
0: I go to the Boundary Water. It's like, do you want to, how, how, uh, DIY do you want this to be? Because we have tiers yep. and packages and so forth. Like, you don't want to bring a cooler wheelhouse. We can have one of those for you. You don't want to bring this. Mm-hmm. We'll bring that or whatever. Like, then you can kind of, you know, over time, you might gain confidence having taken such trips and then feel more comfortable to fully offer right. yourself. I really think the. <laughs> like I we talked about rack up and I got a shed on the wall. It's the only shed I ever found in my life and it's half eaten by a squirrel <laughs> in the, one of the times but um you know if there's properties in Iowa that have never seen any foot traffic from another person other than that landowner and that landowner would give a shit about deer maybe he won't let me hunt them there but gosh could I go walk it for sheds like
2: Oh man, you, we've got like some that's, we, that's speaking incredible. of Iowa, we've got some shed hunting opportunities there for two hundred plus inch deer. Uh that would be yeah, so cool absolutely. to find.
0: And and uh you know, sheds are beautiful decor. I love having around the house. I, I got you know, I got a couple from some buddies that had moved and they actually moved back. I should ask him if he wants some his sheds back, but I have a couple here, but the only one I have on the wall here is the one that I actually found myself. And then um and you talk about like fishing so they're you know the driftless area here Mm -hmm. in wisconsin has some incredible trout fishing but access and easements are not i don't think there's too too many of them um and if there are they probably get hit you know um it's a it's a destination area are there properties on trust that would be lucrative to look at for a fly fishing trip so then i have a summer spot to go to like this it's pretty cool man what you're what you yeah and
2: look you know, the thing I I, I started because I wanted to use it, right? I, I'm, I'm a hunter, fisherman, lifelong, and I just found myself needing. You know, I'm like, hey, we have a ton of public land in Montana, but I would love to go on one of these ranches that has a mile of the gallatin and just fish by myself for the day or, or hunt or whatever, right? And I'd be happy to pay the landowner for it. What I have come to over the last almost five years now is I'm extremely passionate about our supply because our supply is almost all multi-generation farm ranch families, and so you know, they are people who are growing our food. um, And they're the backbone of our society, basically. And, you know, these communities, uh, farming and ranching for production agriculture has not gotten more profitable, it's gotten a lot less profitable. And from my perspective, if we can support America's farm and ranch families by doing stuff that we just love to do as passions, I don't know, I'm pretty into that idea. I know there are some people who just absolutely balk at the idea of paying to go hunt or fish in any scenario that's fine everyone's entitled to their opinions i love that hey i can i mean you're paying for it in tax dollars
0: aren't you paying for it in tax dollars (laughs) in some way (laughs) yeah that's so abstract something free for me and and, then i'll give you a dollar there's like i i I don't even think it's free anymore you know
2: yeah. So look, I, I love that. And when you read, I mean, we have reviews. So for anyone out there who hasn't been on land trust, you go look at properties and there's reviews from people who book stuff out there. We read reviews every day that flow through. And from both the landowners and the guests, most of the reviews are like, start off with how cool it was to meet that family or those guests and have them on their place and learn about the farm or the ranch, learn about the history, see it and like have it to themselves. Cause you're right. It is, Really cool to know that you're going to be the only people there. You can hunt it how you want. You can approach it. You don't have to wake up at the, you know, 2 a.m. to go out and just try to get like your parking spot so that you can get first dibs. Like, you can be like, all right, cool. We can relax a little bit more. We can hunt it the way we want to. We know it's not going to be pressured in any other way. You know, I could bring my kid. It doesn't have to be, you know, we can come out at 8 a.m., it doesn't have to be this like crazy thing. And, you know, I think one of the things is it's still, by the way, it's still hunting. It's just do it yourself access. So, you know, the animals don't kill themselves on it. Um, but oh, as we man, all know, if you've gotten the oppor- <laughs> if you've gotten the opportunity to hunt, you know, private farms or ranches, you probably do have a pretty good chance of seeing animals. And I think especially when you look at the R3 stuff and you're looking at bringing new people into this sport, I'm a believer that we should have it. Uh, I understand that I am a biased person, uh, but I have some other uh, other reasons why. But if you bring out a new hunter, it's cool to see animals even if you don't get to shoot them, like getting close to a doe is a pretty cool thing, right? And seeing them, if they don't know you're there, like that's what gets people hooked. It's not gonna be running into 10 different hunters. Um, that's kind of stressful and it's not great. And public land is like, dude, that's like a, at, at this stage, you know, do it yourself on public land. That's like a a, a 300 level course. It's not the one one like there's a lot of work and research, and you have to be sure of your, you know, sure of yourself. And all new hunters, they're not sure of themselves, and they're carrying deadly weapons, and they know other people are carrying deadly weapons. And so we see a lot of people who look at land trust as an opportunity to have a controlled, safe um, entryway into this sport that we love. And by the way, there's a ton of like, you know, people who've killed a lot more things than I've ever killed. Who love using it too because it's just like i don't know they value their time they don't have 40 days a year to go hunt you know it's i'm envious deeply of those people who do i just don't
0: not yet maybe you get an exit someday <laughs> and, and there
2: you go <laughs> yeah yeah maybe maybe <laughs> maybe
0: um no it's good to, it's good to chat about all this stuff it's I, I don't know that there's i honestly think a bunch of competitors got wiped out like i don't know what they'll happen like there was a bunch of them out there and they are not around anymore and i became Like, acutely aware of most of them because of the app that I had built in the past, uh, previous to OKS Hunter, because it interfaced directly with that, like, model of the landowner wanted to know where the person was when they were there, and they wanted to have that, like, illumination to make sure they were within bounds or didn't do this or didn't do that and just simply know, oh, someone is on my land today. Like, much like we love to know our Amazon packages or who's dropping a piece of mail off on our porch to our ring doorbell. Like, (laughs) it's just... Our need to know things, especially on our own property, is, is uh, very – Greg's, like, watching out his window the other day. I call him. He's, like, turning into an old man. A <laughs> uh, kid stepped in my lawn. Get out of here, kid. You know, he's. <laughs> he'd be one of those guys. But he'd be just the same person to let someone, if he had a bunch of lands, you know, help them come onto the property to go experience something like the outdoors in whatever capacity they wanted, so long as they were ethical and moral in their approach and – um well when you have
1: unethical <laughs> neighbors that <laughs> like to leave garbage all over their yard and let their dogs <laughs> crap and piss all over your yard and not pick it up Yep. you turn into the cr- crusty old man
0: love i love it there was the time i went hunting with greg and we were in hunting out of the same tree and some guy was out hunting without blaze orange pheasant hunting and he like, hey where's your blaze orange it was great the guy's like ah
1: <laughs> shit
0: he <laughs> <laughs> didn't even know we were there it was, it was pretty epic um God, I, my my thoughts, I, I like they come and they're popping off like too fast. or they're jumping out of my mind. But I did have another thought there. I don't know. There's yeah, there's so many opportunities. I mean, turkey hunting's right around the corner. So mm-hmm. like, do yeah. you highlight properties when you talk about the landowners that are going to be sharing whenever this comes to market? The you know uh, the features that you're talking about on the roadmap yep. of like you know trail camp picks and so forth. W- could I target properties on your platform that might be better for? Shed hunting for turkey, for deer. I mean, obviously, anything in Iowa might be good for all of the above, but just in general, like if that landowner knows, oh yeah, we got a ton of rafters on our property. Come and get them. You know, here they are. Um, can I filter yeah. it down like that? Does it does it work that way, or will it?
2: Yeah. So look, when I mean this this uh, premium membership, we're going to start testing it internally next week. So we'll you know be testing for a few weeks, make sure. I'm sure there's some bugs in there. We'll we'll fix them maybe not all of them. So, you know, we always listen to our customers every day, we talk to them every day. Um, but, you know, when you find properties you're interested in, you'll just start following them. I mean, it'll feel kind of like social media only, it's only cool stuff and none of the other stuff, right? It's just like following properties. I mean, think about just being able to, I don't know, have a direct line to land in, in your in your region and all over the country and just understand what's happening on properties. At the end of the day, like as hunters, I think all of us like driving down back roads and love maps, love looking up
0: fields while we're driving. We love, uh, you know, that's right. What's there used to be like a a live cam of like an eagle's nest or something, and you could just turn it on. There'd always be maybe the eagle wasn't there, maybe he was, but people just sit there and watch this freaking eagle's nest. Do you, do you remember? Yeah. The, yeah. Was this a Wisconsin thing? Yeah, it
1: was. It was on the Mississippi River somewhere. Just a
0: freaking camera in an eagle nest just live streaming 24-7. And it, there's always somebody watching it. You know, uh, certain trips you could plan to. Wolf, too, Wolf like
1: River Cam, like when the walleyes start running, that's a that? thing. Yeah, yeah, there's that. You know, guys start tuning in like right now. I are could, the are the walleyes I running?
0: Go to like Key, I don't know if it's KeyWest.com. I remember I went there on a trip, and you could literally look at a camera mm-hmm. on Deval Street to be like, hey, here's what's happening right, right now. Yep. And <laughs> when you start to envision going somewhere, you just get this obsession of, like, I want to see it. I'm going to YouTube it. I'm going to research it. I'm going to look at all the stuff. I'm to see all the reviews. I'm going go to TikTok. I'm going to go to, you know, Instagram, look at the hashtags for that area. I mean, certainly following a property would be a very um, high-profile pastime if you're booking a trip to go to that place.
2: Yeah, I mean, look, it, 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 we designed this because we use our own product, Right. And again, I looked at like the advantages we had of being internal like employees at Land Trust, We see all this traffic, but there's kind of two ways I think about it. Um, you know, uh, it was shoulder season for elk, so you can kill cow elk um, here, uh, kind of like up until February, I don't know if it was 15th or not. But there's properties in and around the Bozeman area where if it snows, like it gets cold and it snows, most likely the elk are gonna move onto these properties. So I want to follow that property. So the lander is like, Hey, you know, it's getting cold the snows that, you know, snow, the elk are moving down. Cool. I want to book that. Um, so it's like more of this active following where mm-hmm. it's like I'm watching this to see when it, I want to book it. And then there's other scenarios where like, you know, I'm going to do a Turkey hunt down in Mississippi this year, but it'd be cool to just follow that property. Like we already booked it. It'd be cool to see game cam photos and landowner updates and whatnot. Right. Just getting, you know, we're calling getting it field hyped. notes, but just getting those yeah. field notes from, uh, you know, just, it's just cool. I mean, is there anything more addictive than game cam photos or, you know, hearing about properties you're interested in? I don't think so. Not really.
0: Not, well, if you're hunting, yeah. that's it. That's like the creme de la creme. Like I just, you just, I mean, obsess is a not a strong enough word to describe how we think about this stuff. It's a problem if you're married, usually. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If someone says, do you want to see a game cam pic? You never say no. Yeah. It's like, always no, yes. no, no, <laughs> yeah. I no. Can't, I can't
0: keep the crack away from me. If I, if I have one look, then I'll be at it all night. <laughs> like, yeah. Jeez, no, that's pretty cool. Well, that I mean, there's a lot of exciting stuff coming down the pike. Thanks for sharing it here well, first, I suppose. Appreciate you having me. And um, you know, I, obviously, like, uh, how, how do people is it land? So what's interesting about your name is I think land trust is an actual like legal term. Yep. Because you can put land in a trust. So you can. I imagine that's tricky to navigate. From I'm a digital person uh, in my career, so like I'm thinking, holy shit, that's an SEO nightmare. Um, but like what
2: well it's a good point man uh when i, I, I <laughs> when i started this company i did not know what land trusts were so i will claim, i will i will own up to my ignorance there so yes land traditional land trusts are conservation easement organizations they're all nonprofits so i don't worry about seo cuz nonprofits aren't super great yeah, at that. There's that um and we got landtrust.com cuz we're a for-profit company Uh, But look, when I named the company, I took the two most important words, I thought, to making this business successful, which is land. We're a private lands company. You know, without it, we are nothing Um, and trust like old fashioned trust. Like, hey, I'm going to let you onto my land or, you know, like, hey, I'm going to entrust that you're representing your land correctly. So, you know, I put those two words together. But yeah, it's just LandTrust.com. On Instagram, it's uh, LandTrust underscore Hunt. I actually don't have social media. so uh it's i haven't had it since like 2015 or 16. um a funny side story i was at nwtf uh, this last weekend or you know wednesday through saturday and i met two gals and uh, you know we're just meeting them and hey what do you do for work and i come to find out that they're like the largest TikTok uh hunting and fishing influencer gals and i hadn't i have no idea because i don't i don't have social media um, so it was kind of it was kind of like that, funny. That's like a funny instance. Like, whoops,
0: there's a stoic <laughs> quote, or yeah, of course, I'm gonna say something stoic, but <laughs> Greg's like, motherfucker. Uh, um, whatever. I, I forget what it was. So basically, some emperor was like, I think this is in the book, Ego is the Enemy. It was, it was some emperor goes up to this, this guy in the on the some some philosopher on the sidewalk who's just you know sitting there looking like a homeless person. It might have been Epictetus because I think he, uh, I think he was one of the one that was like homeless and had some like bouts of like prison and so forth. But yeah, hepatitis. The that's it. <laughs> the <laughs> hepatitis. Hem- the emperor was like, you know, if I could do anything for you, what would you like me to do? And he's like, you're actually blocking the sun. Can you just move? And it was like, <laughs> talk about a blow to the ego for the most powerful person at that point in time, probably ruling Rome. Is like, I could. I just told you I can do anything for you, and you just told me to get out of your get out of the sun. Like, Jesus. So, like, those girls are like, you don't know who
2: we are. (laughs) That's awesome that you don't have social. I felt pretty foolish, especially in that. I would have been the same. I mean, obviously, everyone knew who they were, you know, like, I just didn't. Who were they? Did you get their
0: names? Do you remember who they were?
2: Uh, yeah. Um, I actually have one of their cards here Macy Watkins and Maggie Williams.
0: There you go. Yeah, they're pretty
2: influential. Uh, I, I know that now. I didn't know that then. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, I apologize. I was like, I'm so sorry. I, I, I don't, I don't have this stuff. But the company does. The company has social media. We just don't. I just don't personally have it.
0: I think One of them's uh, dating Slade Johnston, yeah. who is on yeah. The so I was
2: talking to Slade. Yeah, yeah, Slade was, you know, Slade and I have known each other for the years. He's in the real and...
0: estate side. You, yeah, I'm assuming you probably know him. Yeah.
2: yeah. Slade's a he's a great guy and a very nice guy. And I just, uh, yeah, I guess I made I made myself look like a bit of an ass. Well,
0: it I think happens. it's it's humbling for folks. Who, you know, if you're not on social, you don't know. And there's a lot. Of, I think I met a Packer, a Green Bay Packer, once when I was a kid, and he was intentionally trying to like not look like an NFL player. Um, they were staying at some hotel, a whole bunch of them, like back in the heyday of like the the Super Bowl winning Packers of 1995, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, oh my god, you're, you know, whoever Andre Andre Risen I think was who it was. Uh, and he was like a big deal to me, but he was just chilling in the hot tub and he was happy to like talk to some young punk kid and say, <laughs> good, good to meet you. Uh, you know, and I had no idea. And it was, it's pretty neat to, sometimes it's cool to not know it take, it's like a little bit, you meet the person better then. yeah. Random stuff. But I the reason about the Land Trust thing, I was like, oh, what's the website? Where can we tell people to find you? But it's it is, it's landtrust.com and I appreciate the explanation around the name That is cooler than that what I you know anticipated it being like this other play on words. So
2: No, that's it, man. It's uh, I'm pretty literal. So and like I said, it's you know, I'm competing on SEO with nonprofits. So we uh, I don't know, we compete pretty well on that. Um, but yeah, so anyone who's interested, look we're We're an organization of real people. There's no AI chatbots or anything like that. Like you can call us if you see stuff you're interested or you want to like understand more about it. The website's not clear enough, like, hey, look, our product is good, but it always can be better. So just like text us or call us. And there's real life people that sit in this office I'm sitting in right now that talk to customers all day, every day. So if
0: I am door knocking and I really, really want to get on this property because I know it's holding, can I tell you about it and you'll turn into my salesperson for me? <laughs> I think you should really add <laughs> I mean property, probably, Nick. Like, let me tell you how good it is.
2: <laughs> probably. You know, it's funny though. You know, uh, we talk about this often. So what I would say is even if this is marginally interesting to you, I would say create a free land trust account because in the account creation process, we ask you what, you know, you're interested in. If you say hunting, we ask you what species you're interested, in, what state you live in, what state you're interested in. And then we let you know every single time. So if you said mule deer in Nebraska, the moment we get a new mule deer in Nebraska property, you'll get a text or an email from us. So we literally are scouting for you around the country 365 days a year. Well, much like that's free. That's handy.
0: Much like Uber was a chicken and egg problem when they launched, like they needed drivers and passengers to convince the drivers and the passengers. It was a really interesting scenario. Same thing with, you know, obviously Airbnb and so forth. And so I imagine if you get enough folks from Wisconsin signing up, you can now go to the landowners and pitch and be like, Hey, look, we have a demand pr- or supply product. Like, like we don't have supply for the demand. Do you want to open up property here? Do you want to allow access? We have a number of folks that would love to access your property. You could pull in some extra revenue, pay bills, make ends meet, whatever, by just letting some folks go yeah. shoot hunting or Turkey hunting or what have you.
2: Yep. Absolutely. And, and I would say just for folks, you know, as opposed to leasing, um, where whoever leases it basically has obviously exclusive access to it for the year or two years, however long the period is when landowners list with land trust, they still retain all the control. So we see like, we'll see $1 bookings come through the platform and it's like a landowner letting the neighbor kid or a friend or someone that door knocked come on their property. They just want them to book it through land trust because there's insurance coverage is and calendaring and all that stuff. So they want to make sure it's blocked out. Um, But it's a very different thing. And something we've heard a lot of our farm and ranch landowners say is, yeah, we've, you know, we've leased in the past, but honestly like they didn't like that because they sold a property right away. Um, So when they leased, they couldn't use it themselves, their friends, their neighbors, their business partners, whatever. They couldn't just say yes to people. So I would say that, uh, you know, with Land Trust, you don't have to worry about like, oh, this is locked up. It's not locked up. Lanner still has the control. They can black out a week for their friends or family. They can let the door knocker. If you're a really good door knocker, or you got a cute little kid, like they can still say yes to all that stuff. You um, could use so Land it's Trust. It's not just like locked a, up
0: as a tool. If you are a door knocker, like, hey, if you sign up for this program with me, you'll know when I'm there. You'll you can block it out, or yep. you'll like you'll have you the insurance part will be handled. I think that's a yes. huge selling proposition for anybody door knocking because that is a question. If you watch Seek One and you see Lee Ellis, like one of the things I think he's talked about is, you know, the question that he gets back is, well, I don't, I don't have like I'm not just going to let you on my land. What if you get hurt? Like, right. He has to do some insurance write up things or what have you, uh, much like you wouldn't let a contractor work on your roof if they're not insured. They fall off. Now that's you get right. a lawsuit on your hands. So, like, that is a big like, I wouldn't say yes to a lot of people if I don't understand, even if I wanted to say yes, if I don't understand the insurance implications, it's a no for me, dog, you know, for yeah. that reason. So if you help address that, that in and of itself is highly marketable to the hunters at our door knocking as a tool in their toolkit to go to, to go knock on doors and say, well, I can address that concern here's how. And now it's really easy.
2: Yeah, and if you build that relationship, they that lander can say, "Cool, you can go for five bucks today." Like I'll market it, you know, it'll be on land trust for you know one hundred fifty bucks a day. But I like you. You introduce as You introduce Yeah, like to you me, said, you you it's not about the platform. It's about
0: the, it's about the people. So much like you know, I, I met Sorry. my wife on a dating app uh, actually. But too? like it's a yeah, it's like at some point, yeah, you get her phone number, she gets yours, and and now you're not ever going back on that app again because they're terrible. Or at least they were when I was, you know, <laughs> doing that because that was before Tinder and all that stuff. So I don't know what it's like anymore. But uh, you were on plenty
2: of fish, weren't you? I was on OK Cupid. That's what it was. <laughs> and, and OK Cupid on desktop.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and then we took it offline. You know, and we we did our own thing, and mm. it was like, yeah, we don't need to be communicating this to not to, not to diminish your product, but at some point, like, well, now no, I not just, now I know you, I can just talk to you here, and we can leverage just as needed. Um, yeah. I think the goal of like those dating apps is to get people off the app because I can conclude. I'd just love to go back to them and be like, hey, do you want a case study? I got three kids, a house, and a wife from your app. Put me in <laughs> yeah, I, me. I, I, I too.
2: I too have uh, three, three kids and a wife out of a dating app. Um, but yeah, guys, I, like I said, I, I appreciate you having me on. I would say, and I, I know R3 has been mentioned, uh, I am still, I have not heard an argument for or, or against R3 that I agree with. I think uh, you know if you like to ski, no one's trying to regulate skiing out of existence. If you like to surf or golf or any of these other you know awesome outdoor activities, no one's trying to get that thing banned. Hunting is for sure every single day of the year in most of these states is trying to get banned, and there's yeah. a lot of countries around the world where it has been banned. So this isn't tinfoil hat stuff. So I am all for R three. We need as many people doing this stuff. The reason that uh, hunting has felt crowded is because our supply is shrinking. Mm-hmm. It's not that we have this explosion of demand. We don't. You can look at hunting license sale data back to 1950. It's very static. It, as per capita, it's actually shrinking. Excess. It is because we are losing, mm-hmm. like, you know, whatever, 600 acres an hour or something of ag lands to, you know, development. so we're losing supply. But I, I just, I can't stress enough. Like, I am super pro-, pro R3, setting aside, of course, I'm the CEO of its company. Because I like to hunt and I like to fish, but hunting specifically, fishing is not—I don't think—at any risk. Hunting is absolutely at risk yeah. of being regulated. There's an out of ethical
0: existence. component to hunting where you're taking a life that it weighs heavier on people's right. minds, and if they don't have an understanding of how that life is taken or why. They think life taken equals bad. Let's ban yep. this. And you see it on social when when like how many people are posting as their actual post? This content won't be seen anymore. Like we took right. it down. This is not—we're not, not going to share this with your followers. I mean, yeah. the folks out of Silicon Valley clearly don't understand our pastime, which is why we love, like, the app, like, Go Wild as an example. It's a good place to... Oh, yeah. Brad's awesome. You know, and yeah. Brad's a good dude, of course. He's a bit of a... He's a, bit of a yeah, crazy. so, <laughs> so yeah. like
2: I said, like, I, I just, I, I mean, especially for any of us with kids who want to see our kids do this stuff, I don't know, man, I, I, any of these other outdoor activities are not under any threat of getting banned. Hunting, absolutely, if you don't think it is, you're delusional. It's happening all over the country. It's a nonstop fight. It's well-funded. We need voters and you're not going to vote for something if you don't really care about it, at least, you know, from what I've seen. So I am hardcore pro R3. Yes. Access is an issue. Of course. I'm trying to do something for that. I'm not the only solution. There's plenty of other solutions, but um, we need hunters because hunters need to vote for things to you know protect hunting.
0: Yeah. We'll just get to like, I, we, we talk about a lot, like our mission ethos is rooted in, you know, sustaining and creating healthy, uh, relationships in the hunting community and using kindness as a, as a you know podium to make it louder and prevent infighting and so forth. And, you know, we can't, yes. if we don't get our house in order and, and, you know, all at least row the same direction for some time here. Like we're not going to win any battles outside our house. We're going to lose inside before the, the the battle even gets here. And, and so yeah. I think we'll lose at the polls any day of the week. Like if people go to vote on it right now in our country, we are outnumbered by a factor of yep. some ridiculous degree or like Delta, and uh, you know, that's why I think it's important to get along first so we can like do something productive with this. And I, I I believe in R3 as well. I do hear that access is a challenge. It's good to hear that you're literally doing something about it.
2: Um, I'm, I'm working on it, man. There, and again, we're, I don't, we're not a silver bullet, but it, it, it takes, uh, access is a spectrum. So it takes, you know, a bunch of different players doing what they do. There is no silver bullet, but uh, certainly I I 100% agree. R3 is a very important thing.
0: Agree. Well, LandTrust.com, I'm assuming the business has social properties, even though you personally don't.
2: It does, yeah.
0: So (laughs) I imagine uh, it's under the same name, and folks can go follow along and do their thing there and comment, engage, and all that jazz. But thanks for being on the show. I'm surprised we didn't get any callers, but what I've learned about having a guest is oftentimes our callers don't want to be interruptive um so i'm not super surprised but it it's
2: not it's not just me no i not like <laughs> yeah. that it's very there's possible <laughs> <laughs>
0: i think it is one of the things where they don't know how to insert themselves if we're if we're <laughs> having a good dialogue so um thanks for folks that jumped in the comments and the folks that tuned into the live uh we'll get this in podcast land later this evening we'll tag you and know, all the stuff and all that jazz but we'll end the recording for now we'll have you stay on for just a minute here but uh thanks again for for hanging out with us
2: really appreciate it thanks guys